You are on the line, live on ESPN, 106.7 in Auburn and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. Online on Fox Sports, 983.com and ESPNAU.com. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Thursday edition of the show. Hour number one officially underway here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Hope you're all doing well. Bright, sunshiny day here in Auburn, Alabama. It's just great to see it. It's not cloudy. It's not raining. It's got some warmth outside, the sun is shining, and just a beautiful day here in Auburn, Alabama. Hope you're all doing well, staying safe out there in the Auburn, Opelika area, everywhere else across the state and across the world if you're listening. I do appreciate you. Jacob Go is here with you on the Thursday edition of On the Line, the weekend. It's so close. It's so close. I can see it. Easter weekend coming up. I'm excited going home to see my family, so I'm excited for that coming up uh, this weekend, today and tomorrow, and then have a couple days at home for the Easter weekend. We've got a lot to talk about today on the show. I'd love for you to get involved, join me, talk to me about anything on your mind in the sports world. Phone lines are open all day long here from 2 to 4. Give us a call. Trevor, my show producer, is waiting on your call. So give us a call. Join the show. Let's talk it out about some sports. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Phone lines are open all day long. Again, we have a lot to talk about, some things that I think you guys are going to be interested in. Uh, we do get to talk a little football today where there are some, there's some news uh, from ESPN about uh, college football and the preseason, some preseason rankings. Uh, and so that's where we're going to start here at the first segment of hour number one. Again, I appreciate everybody tuning in right here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama. Phone lines are open 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's jump right into it. ESPN yesterday but really made it news today that they released their college football uh, football power index top 10 rankings in college football okay they released these rankings I guess they did it confidently I don't know how but they did they released them based on the you know the football power index with all of the numbers and stuff that they put into that they released the their top 10 and most of the teams are fine I mean everything everything looked pretty good you're going down the list and you see you know you see Alabama at number one that's you know that's just normal right that's kind of what you expect to see and you know Alabama's at one and you keep going down the list and I'm trying to get it pulled up I had it just a second ago and I'm trying to get it pulled back up here we go I got it now So you go down the list, Alabama's at one, Ohio State at two, Georgia at three, coming off a national championship. They are ranked third in the preseason football power index top 10, or top 25 really from ESPN. Alabama, Ohio State, the defending national champion, Georgia Bulldogs, 
The Clemson Tigers, I was kind of shocked to see them at four just because they have lost a lot of talent. There's not a ton of people that are confident in this Clemson team, but ESPN seems to think so. Then the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, take that as you will. They are, they always compete. Of course, they have a new head coach, Marcus Freeman, with Brian Kelly now at LSU. So we'll see how that starts out in his first season in Notre Dame. Of course, not a lot of them will be his players. That's just how it goes with a first-year head coach. At number six, the Texas Longhorns. Seven, the Michigan Wolverines coming off a college football playoff berth. Eight, the Oklahoma Sooners. They always have... You know, they've always got a lot of talent. They also have a new coach. Of course, Lincoln Riley has gone to USC, so he is now gone. So they have a new coach, of course. Number nine, this was kind of shocking. The second team out of the ACC, the Pittsburgh Panthers. But they, I mean, they showed up last year and they played pretty well. They have some talent on their roster. So, you know, you're okay with that. And to round out the top 10, the 10th team, in ESPN's Football Power Index rankings, your Auburn Tigers ranked number 10 in the rankings. And I say it like that because I'm not talking bad about Auburn. I love Auburn. I want this team to be successful. I want this team to be good. But there is no way in the world, in any rankings right now, that Auburn should be ranked 10th in the country in anything. In any in drama, maybe. You can rank them 10th in drama. You can rank them first in drama in the offseason if you wanted to. But ranked number 10, that just I don't know where they're coming from with that. And I don't know how they came up with that and where they're coming with the confidence for this team. I just don't I don't see it, man. I don't I mean, when you look at the odds, like the odds of what the the win total is for this team, it's hovering around 6, maybe 7. There's predictions of this Auburn team going four and eight. There's predictions of this team going five and seven, six and six, maybe getting seven and five, maybe if they're lucky. But yet in ESPN's football power index rankings, they've got Auburn ranked at number 10. I just don't know about that one, folks. I'm going to be really honest. I just don't know. I don't know where the confidence is with Brian Harson at the second year head coach a quarterback battle that's completely up in the air. And I mean, I just, I don't, I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad that they have that confidence and their, their number is 13.9 in the FPI, the power index. And so that puts them ranked at number 10, right above LSU. They're actually tied the same, the same score, 13.9, but Auburn is at 10, LSU at 11. ESPN's projected win total is 7.4 for this Auburn team. So they have Auburn going 7-5 and five basically as well. I don't see how that puts you at 10th in the country. I don't really know where they're coming from, but hey, they've got confidence in this Auburn team in the offseason. They have confidence in this team coming into, into summer ball. But I want to hear what you guys have to say. Is that shocking to you that Auburn is ranked 10th in ESPN's Football Power Index rankings as of last night this morning? I want to hear from you guys. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Should Auburn be higher? Should they be lower? Right? Should they stay right there? What do you guys think? I want to hear from you. Let's talk it out because, I mean, some would say, yeah, I mean, Auburn is a consistent 
pretty good team. But at the same time, I just don't know how you can put them that high right now. And not that they can't get there and not that I don't think they're going to be good because I think they have the potential to be really good this year. I think the schedule really plays out well for this Auburn team. I think if the right quarterback is in place, I think this Auburn team could be very successful come fall. But we had Josh Pate on on the show and he was like, look, the quarterback battle's up in the air, man. He said, they don't they don't know yet, and that's okay. You know, you're just now getting into summer ball. But who's going to be the quarterback of this team? Who's going to be the leader on this team? People have questioned if there's enough talent on this team for Auburn to be to be good and to be be able to survive in the SEC. And is Brian Harson going to be able to survive his second season at the helm of this Auburn program? But I think they can. Now, again, I'm shocked that Auburn is ranked top 10 in anything besides, you know, craziness, right? The fact that Auburn is ranked number 10 ahead of LSU, Penn State, Miami, Oregon. I think Tennessee is sneaky good. I think Arkansas could be halfway decent. I mean, there's some teams on there. Texas A&M. I mean, Texas A&M is four spots below Auburn. And they have, let's just be honest, they've got a lot more talent than Auburn does right now. Look at the recruiting classes they're bringing in. I mean, yeah, they've got the number one recruiting class coming in, like Trevor said. I mean, they have a lot more talent than Auburn does right now, and that's okay. Jimbo Fisher's been there for a long time. He knows what he's doing. But Auburn being 10th in the football power index rankings from ESPN, and I know that that's a little bit different than just straight up you know, writers voting on rankings or, or the fans voting on rankings or, you know, AP poll or the playoff poll or whatever, right? I know there's a little bit of a difference there, but when you look at it, I mean, they're literally Auburn's betting, betting odds and betting predictions. They're not projected to get anywhere near eight or more wins. Seven wins is the max is what people are predicting for this Auburn team to be. So how is a seven and five team top 10? I just don't I don't see it. Not yet. Not yet. I think this Auburn team can go and win eight games this year. I really do. I really think this Auburn team can win eight games this year. Look at the schedule. The schedule lines up for Auburn to be really good and to get some wins that could really save this program. Because if Auburn has a bad year, if the Tigers fail this year and Brian Harson fails this year, it's going to get ugly. You're looking at three or four more years of of rebuild, restart, and it almost happened a few months ago. That reset button was almost hit a few months ago. But Brian Harson was able to survive, and now he's here. And he's going to try and do his absolute best to make this a winning program again. But I just don't know if they're going to give him that time. I think he deserves it. I think he deserves it. He can't have a losing season. A losing season will get him fired. I'll just, I'll, that's my prediction. I'll just be honest with you. A losing season for Brian Harson would get him fired this year. If he goes five and seven, he's get, he's gone. He's out. He's not going to get that chance. He is on thin ice as it is with everything that went down, how it's gone down, how his first year and a half or however long it's been has gone. He's on thin ice. He can he has very few mistakes that can be made for him to survive. When you look at the schedule, the Georgia Alabama games. 
you're more than likely going to lose. You're going on the road to Georgia. You go on the road to Tuscaloosa. You're probably going to lose those games. A, you're going to be out-talented. You're going to be outmatched. B, chances are you're going to be out-coached when you go up against Nick Saban and now Kirby Smart, who are both now national championship winners. More than likely, you're going to get out-coached. Can Auburn keep themselves in games like that? Yeah, maybe. But it depends on what this starting roster looks like. Again, who the starting quarterback is. There's a lot of things that go into what Auburn is able to do this season. There's a lot of of moving parts and missing puzzle pieces right now on this team. And I know it's still middle of April. I mean, it's only April 14th. We are still months and months away from the football season getting underway. But with ESPN releasing their football power index rankings and Auburn being number 10, I was I, I kind of chuckled. I laughed a little bit. I was like, really? Because I just don't, I don't see it yet. I think it's way too early to make Auburn that high in any sort of ranking. Because if you look, there was projections of, of Auburn being ranked like 40 or 45th in the country to start the season. Honestly, I mean, I don't see this as a top 25 team right now. And I don't see them being a top 25 team to start the season. Even if somehow they are, what have they done to say they are a top 25 team? They had a losing season last year. They're coming off a bowl game loss against Houston. Their quarterback battle's up in the air. We will not know who the quarterback is. I would not be shocked if we don't know who the starting QB is before game one. We might. They may make an announcement. But I wouldn't be surprised if they wait until game one and throw out whoever they think is the best. But I just don't know what Auburn has done to be ranked anywhere near the top 25 in any rankings. And so, again, watching Auburn and seeing Auburn ranked 10 in this in this FPI rankings, just it, it kind of it, it stumped me a little bit. And I said, why? How? What have they done? What is on this team that has told them that? And I don't want this to come off that I'm talking bad about Auburn. Because I love Auburn. I want Auburn to be good, and I think they can be. They have a lot of potential this year. They really, really do, and I want that to be the case. But after one year, there's not a whole lot to go off of besides the negatives. There wasn't a whole lot of positives. You come off a blown Iron Bowl loss where you come out and you had a chance. You had chances to win, and you just you lose a heartbreaker. That's fine. You go to the bowl game. You don't show up. You still have a chance to win, and you lose that. You have the offseason drama, and now you have a quarterback battle that's one of the biggest in the entire country. I mean, what about those things says top 25? I just don't see it. Now, again, with Auburn's schedule, especially to start the season, there is no doubt they can assert themselves and put themselves in a top 25 position. I think they can win their first five or six games until they go to Athens. I think this Auburn team can be undefeated going to Athens this year. That will be a tough game, right? That's going to be a tough matchup. But Auburn has a chance to be undefeated going on the road to Athens. So, again, I want to hear from you guys. What's your reaction to Auburn being ranked top 10 in the ESPN FPI rankings? What's your thoughts and feelings about this Auburn team uh, right now as, as spring ball has wrapped up? Anything on your mind about that or anything else, I do want to hear from you guys. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. To wrap out the top 25 of the ESPN FPI rankings, LSU at 11 with first-year head coach Brian Kelly. 
12 is Penn State. 13, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Don't worry. Low Gundy's still over there. He is still the head coach. He's going to do his thing and always just be a player in the Big 12 for Oklahoma State. 14, Texas A&M. Kind of surprised by that. Um, I mean, they have been... I mean, they've been top five, top ten in almost every other projection that you see, any other rankings that you see. And so, you know, there there's some questions on this list for sure. Utah, number 15, coming off the exciting Rose Bowl game against Ohio State. 16, Michigan State. 17, the Ole Miss Rebels. I expect them to be a big player in the SEC this year. 18, the Miami Hurricanes. 19, the Baylor Bears. 20, Kentucky. 21, Wisconsin. 22, the North Carolina Tar Heels. 23, Oregon with, of course, Bo Nix out there trying to compete for the starting job. We'll see how that quarterback battle goes on through the summer and into fall practice. Of course, in the summer, you can't have team-led or coach-led practices it can be uh, it can be player-led like practices and 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 walkthroughs and workouts and that type of thing but into the fall it'll be interesting to see if Bo Nix is able to win the starting job out there in Oregon 24 the Mississippi State Bulldogs and 25 the Florida Gators and so when you look at the FPI the football power index according to ESPN it is and I quote a measure of team strength that is meant to be the best predictor of a team's performance going forward for the rest of the season. FPI represents how many points above or below average a team is. Projected results are based on 20,000 simulations of the rest of the season using FPI results to date and the remaining schedule. Ratings and projections update daily. That is the, that's the definition from ESPN. So they use a bunch of numbers, simulations, their projections of what the team is doing versus what they were projected to do and just a bunch of different things that they put into it. And they came out with Auburn being a 10. Maybe that's a good sign, right? I I mean, it can't be a negative sign, I don't think, because every other expectation for this Auburn team is they're going to struggle to just be above 500. So we'll see how it goes. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting. I think it speaks to the coaching staff and Brian Harson on this team, what he's been able to do, especially in the past couple of months. I think the the atmosphere around this program is in a positive, going in a positive direction. I think the fan base, from what I see and from what I hear, seems to be more positive than it was a couple of months ago. But if I'm wrong, if you disagree with that, let me know. Call in. I want to hear you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's take our first break of the hour. You're listening to On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Thursday edition of the show. Just a few more minutes before we head to the bottom of the hour break. Talking about the ESPN FPI rankings that they released last night and this morning. Your Auburn Tigers are ranked number 10 in the rankings, believe it or not. I didn't, but it's true. It's there. Auburn is number 10. And I just kind of talked about how I think it's a little premature. But they do put in a lot of effort and research and numbers into those rankings. And so I think there's something to be said about it. The fact that they are ranked number 10 in those rankings. I think that speaks volumes to what's going on right now at 
at Auburn and what the the situation is of the program. Phone lines are open, 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. If you have any thoughts about Auburn football, them being ranked number 10 in the ESPN uh, FPI rankings, or what's your opinion about the program as it stands right now, anything else on your mind in the sports world i want to hear from you 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502 i saw something on social media earlier today it was the espn college football account they tweeted out a graphic about the most likely college football playoff combinations coming into this season they used the the All-State Playoff Predictor. I'm not exactly sure what numbers go into that or how that exactly is used, uh, but that's what ESPN uses throughout the college football season to predict who is going to be in the college football playoff. And as of right now, uh, the the best chance, like the I guess the I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this, the highest percentage of of a college football playoff. This is the most likely scenario as of right now at 20%. Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and Ohio State. That is the most likely college football playoff scenario as it stands right now. I'm going to be honest. Um, of course, it, you know it's easy to pick Alabama. It's also easy to pick Georgia because both of those teams could you know, go through the East and the West maybe just have the one loss, play each other in the SEC championship, both of them get in, right? That is obviously a likely scenario with how dominant those two programs are right now. Ohio State in the Big Ten, I think that's kind of their, I mean, they're just kind of running that that show right now. Yeah, you had Michigan last year, but when it comes to year in and year out, Ohio State is just on a different level uh, when it comes to playing and competing in the Big Ten. As of right now, especially even with Ryan Day still at the helm, he's done a fantastic job. And I mean, Ohio State's an easy pick to make a to make the the college football playoff coming out of the Big Ten because as long as whoever is the best team from the Big Ten, as long as they don't have like three losses, they're going to make the playoff because more than likely they're going to be one of the best four teams in all of in all of college football. And then the fourth one was Clemson, and this is the one where I'm kind of iffy about because. You've seen people questioning whether Clemson is going to get back to the college football playoff in the next couple of years. And people have been questioning that because of the the struggles in recruiting a little bit for Dabo Sweeney and Clemson. Not that they have been bad, but they're not pulling the best class in the nation anymore. And they are playing in the ACC, which out of the Power Five, I mean, it's... it. It's probably the second weakest. I mean, it would probably be the Pac-12 is the weakest and then the ACC right now. And you can make the argument that it's either one of those two. And those two conferences just are not on the same level as the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Big 12. The Big 12 is going to take a step back when its two best teams come to the SEC, which will just further, you know, which will further just cement the the dominance of the SEC not just in football but all sports combined as well but when you talk about Clemson as long as they go through the ACC and just have one loss they win their conference championship game it's hard to leave them out too right but when it comes down to 
picking them or a Georgia or another Big Ten school or possibly a Pac-12 school like an Oregon if they make a run, that may come down to it. But as of right now, that is the most popular uh, and the most likely scenario for the college football playoff, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and Ohio State. Still a long season to go. I mean, we haven't even made fall practice yet, right? Haven't even played a game. These, you know, you just never know. But this is what it's looking like preseason. The second most likely scenario, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, those three didn't change, and Texas. Texas is getting some hype from the playoff predictor from ESPN. Trevor, my show producer, is shaking his head. He said, no, sir. Um, look, and they gave look, they gave five predictions. Texas is in three of them. So that's, I mean, and this is not just writers predicting. I think this is like based on numbers and stuff. I think, again, I don't really know what goes into this. I think this is based off of their football power index numbers. So that's how that is used. So again, the second most likely college football playoff ranking or scenarios as of right now, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Texas. The third one, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, those three didn't change again, replaced Texas with Notre Dame. That's the third most common one. The fourth one, Georgia does not get in. Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Texas. You see four teams from four different conferences, SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and the Big 12. And then the fourth one, or the fifth one, is Alabama not making it. Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, and Texas. I think it's interesting. Texas getting three spots. Now, those were significantly less percentage of of, of happening. Uh, The top one's 20%. The other ones are five or less. So the playoff predictor is not very high on those predictions but they are saying it's possible and but anything's possible right but those are the most common projections as of right now and when you look around the conferences again I think Ohio State runs the Big Ten right now in football I mean Michigan competes with them it'll probably come down to to that game yet again but I think Ohio State unless Michigan State comes out and does something or maybe Wisconsin I still think Ohio State runs the Big Ten right now the SEC it's Alabama and Georgia, and then everybody else just trying to keep up. I mean, let's just be honest. Auburn's not going to do it. LSU's not going to do it. Texas A&M would be the only one knocking on the door. I still don't think they're able to get it done. You look at the ACC, it's Clemson, maybe Pitt, and everybody else, but that's a weak conference. Pac-12, sorry, you're probably getting left out again as of right now. The Big 12, Oklahoma not really feeling the love as they lose Lincoln Riley to, L- or to uh, USC. I'm not buying in on Texas because I've done it before, and uh, it's kind of like Tennessee. They burned me. Let's take a break. You're listening to On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Thursday edition of the show. 30 minutes into hour number one right here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Phone lines are open. We've been talking college football, Auburn football, uh, what we feel, and uh, just how maybe some of the early expectations for Auburn and college football as a whole. Uh, So if you want to call in on that or anything else on your mind in the sports world, please do. I want to hear from you. I want you to be a part of the show. Makes it more fun for me and and more fun for you. Get involved. We want to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. 30 minutes in to hour number one. And to kick off the second 30 minutes, it's a little bit different. 
But I want to talk about it. I think it is relevant, and it is relevant because it's literally happening right now on the TV. We've got it on ESPN2 here in the studio. College gymnastics, the Elite Eight, is underway in Fort Worth, Texas this week. And Auburn is in it. Auburn is in the Elite Eight after getting second in the regional finals a couple of weeks ago in Auburn Arena. Florida took first, uh, but Auburn got second, and the top two teams advanced. So Auburn is officially in the Elite Eight. Uh, the first four are happening right now, and the second four will go tonight. Auburn and Suni Lee and, and all the, the talented girls on that team are competing they're the final eight standing in all of college gymnastics and they are going to try to make history and win a national championship for this Auburn gymnastics team look if you haven't seen this team compete whether on tv or at home on the road in person whatever this Auburn gymnastics team is legit and I understand the outlier of Suni Lee being the world the worldwide phenomenon the superstar a dancing with the star a gold medalist you know everything you can imagine nil guru and just of course gymnastics you know wonder she's fantastic and she is everything that you think she is and then some it is flawless when you watch her i'll be honest i've learned more about gymnastics over the last couple of years going to some of the events being a student at auburn and going to some of the gymnastics meets and trying to learn more about the rules and what they look for and all their different routines because i'll be i mean look when i first started it i was like what i mean what's the difference between what she did and what she did it looked the exact same they ran did some big flips a bunch of somersaults and all kinds of stuff right and you're like i don't even know exactly what she just did but now that I've been watching it for a couple of years, I, I understand it more. I definitely don't understand it as much as most people do. But it's really, really interesting to watch. And when you when you watch Suni Lee compared to anybody else in gymnastics, it's it's just on a different level. It's so it's smooth. It's effortless. That's the word that I use is effortless when you watch her compete. And when she does these things, she makes up her own routines. She has to get them pre-approved by the NCAA to make sure that it's a legit move and legit routine. She gets it approved. She creates it, gets it, get it, wow, gets it approved. And then she goes out and does it and she kills it when she does. So yes, she is the outlier. She's the superstar, the one that everybody wants to see right but not just her take her out of the equation this Auburn gymnastics team I really do think could still be in the elite eight without Suni Lee I think that's how good all of the other girls are on this team and I know not a ton of people watch it and that's okay you know if you unless you have you know, unless you have kids that grew up in gymnastics or in or in gymnastics right now, or unless you just really love Auburn, you know, I understand that a lot of people don't keep up with it. And I didn't for a long time. Really before I became a student, I didn't. I'll be really honest. But once I was a student at Auburn, it was like, wow, this is actually really fun to go to. You know, Friday night, hour and a half, you go watch the event and you go out and do whatever you want to do afterwards. And now that Auburn has one of the world's best known gymnast in all of literally the entire world in Auburn Alabama she has really uh, boosted the popularity of this sport when you go to the events uh, obviously they're done at Auburn this year but when you would go to Auburn Arena now Neville Arena I mean it used to be you'd be lucky to get a third of the crowd there on a Friday night but now it's almost sold out every time and I want to 
I want to make sure that people understand, yes, Suni Lee is everything and then some that you know and think she is, but everybody else on this team, it's fantastic too. They are so, so good and literally they have a legit chance to go and win a national championship in gymnastics for Auburn and I think that's special I think that's big time we like to celebrate all the other sports besides the big three we talk about softball and equestrian and those others swim and dive track and field gymnastics is right there too you got to talk about them because they're important especially if you're an Auburn fan because we love Auburn and that's I mean that's just how it goes we don't just like Auburn football we love Auburn right and so when you look at the gymnastics championships coming up it's actually going on right now uh, over in Texas again the first first four teams competing right now the next two or the next four excuse me will be tonight and um, Auburn is in the second wave tonight they are competing against I'm trying to remember I'm getting it pulled up right now so the first four right now is Oklahoma, Utah, Minnesota, and Alabama. Alabama is there. They are extremely good. Uh, they are there. That's the first four going on right now. The second four tonight, uh, Auburn is there. Florida is there. Let's see. It's Auburn, Florida, Michigan, and Missouri. So think about that. Think about that. The final eight gymnastics teams and four of them so half of the field is sec teams that shows how dominant the sec is in just another sport right the sec is the best conference in all of college athletics doesn't matter what the sport is the sec is just on another level and so the second rotation tonight is auburn florida missouri and michigan and top two from each rotation move on to the final four after that it's a national championship and auburn it's on espn2 tonight at five o'clock central time so if you're interested and you want to keep up with auburn and if you haven't gotten to see this team compete you get to watch them on the highest level right now the national championship is on saturday at noon central time and it's on a national broadcast it's on abc so Saturday, you're looking for something to watch. Put that on as well because it's really, really entertaining. Auburn has a legit chance to go and win a national championship, but it's not going to be easy. They've got to compete against Alabama, Oklahoma, Florida. I mean, those teams are legit. Utah is really good as well. I mean, those teams are just out of this world good. And so Auburn, in in a lot of their meets this year, there's been one rotation. You know, you have four different events. There's been one event that the entire team will struggle on for a meet, but they do so well in the other ones that they make up for it. And it's not just one in particular. It seems like there's just one event where the whole team just struggles, but then everybody else on every other rotation does just fine and they make up for it. Not this week, not today and not on Saturday. You've got to give it everything you got and you got to give 110%. You've got to do your absolute best work today and Saturday if you want to win a national championship. But I think that's really cool, man. I think it's really cool that Auburn Gymnastics has a chance to go and win a national championship. I'll be really honest. I don't know if Auburn has ever won a gymnastics championship. Um, I'm going to try and look it up. I just don't know if they have. Trevor, will you look that up for me? I'm going to have Trevor look that up and see. I've, my guess would be no, but I mean, you never know. My guess would be no. Um, but they have a chance to do it this week and this weekend down in Fort Worth, Texas. They've had a couple of weeks off since their last meet, the regional final. And so that will get underway tonight for Auburn. Do they have a chance? I think they absolutely do. They absolutely have a chance. 
They're going to have to. They've never won one? Okay, Trevor says no. So Trevor says Auburn has never won a gymnastics championship as a team. I know they have individual national championships. I know Darion Goborn, she won one last year, an individual national championship for uh, one of her rotations. What was it? Okay. And then two super six appearances. Okay, got you. So they had a regional championship, but they don't have a, a national championship. Got it. So thank you, Trevor. That's why uh that's why you're here, man. That's why you helped me out. I'm thankful that you're here and help me. Help me in every way that you do. But does again, does Auburn have a chance? Absolutely. I really do think they they have a legit chance. SUNY Lee is going to do her thing. And I think the rest of the team is right there with her. They are so good. I literally I do. I legitimately think even if SUNY Lee was not on this team, I think they had a really good chance to make it back to the Elite Eight and be in the same spot they are in right now. And then you add her into the mix, they have an unbelievable chance. Uh, they're again, they're going to have to, they're going to have to beat some good, some good squads, some good teams. Florida and Alabama and, and, and Oklahoma, those three are just out of this world. I've watched them compete, and again, I don't know a ton about gymnastics, but when you watch teams like that. You just you know you know when it's good. Even if you're watching, you know, cricket and you don't know anything about it, you know when something good goes down. And that's exactly what happens when you watch those other teams as well. So Auburn Gymnastics going for a national championship um, in the Elite Eight tonight and then in the national championship on Saturday if they are top two tonight uh, over in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I know Equestrian is also competing in the national championship this week. So Auburn has a chance. Auburn Sports and Athletics has a chance to win two national championships in the same week. That would be pretty cool, huh? That would be awesome to see that happen. If Auburn could pull a national championship in equestrian and gymnastics, of course, the equestrian team is something that has always been good and has been good for a very, very long time. Uh, There's quite a few schools there, Auburn, Baylor, Georgia's there, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M. A lot of Texas teams, you know, in that area uh, are there as well. But Auburn, they've been dominant, man. They have been so dominant in equestrian that, and again, that's another sport that when it comes down to the rules and all of that stuff, I'm going to be honest, I don't know a lot about it. But I know Auburn's good. That's all I know. I know Auburn's really good, uh, and I'm sure they have a fantastic chance to uh, to take another national championship with the horses over on Equestrian. Let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap up our number one here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. You're listening to On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Thursday edition of the show. Got about six minutes or so before we head to the 3 o'clock break here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Phone lines are still open, open all day long right here on ESPN 106.7 at Fox Sports Central Alabama. Call in. Give me your opinion about anything going on in the sports world. If you have a question or if you want to talk about anything sports-related, call in. I want to talk to you. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. It's been a good show so far. Talked about Auburn being ranked 10 in the ESPN FPI rankings uh this morning 
that came out and uh, yeah Auburn's number 10 in the ESPN FPI rankings of course those rankings are calculated with a bunch of numbers uh, with projections of what the team is supposed to do versus what they actually do they use like 20,000 simulations and come up with the rankings they update it all the time Uh, it, it produces out it kicks out a score and that's how they rank them so Auburn was ranked number 10 Uh, in those rankings so are you surprised by that I kind of was but what are your thoughts about that Um, talked about just some what we can expect from Auburn this season looked at some of the college football playoff projections the early projections if you will it was uh, Alabama Clemson Georgia and Ohio State that's the most popular pick right now to make the college football playoff as we are about midway through April so still a long time until the season but you know, whenever we hey, whenever we have an excuse to talk about college football, I promise you we will do it. And because I know that is what I mean. Look, we're in the southeast, right? And that's what people care about is college football. And when we have an excuse to talk about it, I promise you that we will. So we talked about that a little bit. Auburn gymnastics and equestrian competing for national championships. Uh, they are going Auburn going to win their first gymnastics championship ever and equestrian looking to add to the trophy case as they of course have won numerous uh numerous national championships so they are going to do that as well auburn gymnastics will be tonight uh i I think it's five o'clock tonight on espn2 central time so make sure you tune in to that and then auburn baseball They also get underway tonight. We have not talked about this just yet. We have talked about it this week. We had a Mississippi State Sports Illustrated writer, uh, Elizabeth Keene, on the show yesterday to talk about uh, the Bulldogs, give us a little preview of what what to expect from them, what they expect from Auburn in this upcoming series as Auburn baseball is traveling. I'm sure they're already there. I hope they're already there. (laughs) In in, uh, Starkville to take on Mississippi State, they come into this series – 23 and 10, 7 and 5 in conference play, and we are 4 hours and 7 minutes exactly from first pitch according to the Auburn website. So, game 1 tonight at Mississippi State. They will play a three-game series tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday, of course, Sunday being Easter Sunday, so they will not play then. But tonight 7 o'clock over in Starkville. I'm not sure. It looks like it's going to be on SEC Network tonight. So, if you want to tune into that, that should be a fantastic game. Should be a great series and one that Auburn should expect to win. I know it's crazy to think that Auburn baseball going to Mississippi State and trying to win that series, especially with the Bulldogs coming off of a national championship last year, but they could definitely do it. This team, this Mississippi State team is not what they were last year. They are under 500 in the SEC. They are struggling to find wins right now and Look, if you're Auburn, I said it in the Vanderbilt series, and I'm going to say it again in this series. If you win tonight, if you win game one, that just helps you so much in a three-game series because then, let's just be honest, in Auburn's series this week, or this series, or this season, in Auburn's series this season, there's been that one game, whether it's a three- or a four-game series, there's been that one game where this team has just not showed up and just let the other team do whatever they want and get blown out in one game. That's usually how it goes for this Auburn team. If you can get the win tonight, then you have two games to win one and win the series, and then you can let that game come. 
you don't want that game to be to be there and to show up. You would love to go in and sweep the series, right? But if you're Auburn, look for a series win. Get a 2-1 series win at Mississippi State before coming home and taking on South Carolina next weekend. If you go if you go to Mississippi State and take care of business, Auburn baseball is in a really good spot. They have South Carolina before they go through a gauntlet of Tennessee and Arkansas. And then they end the season with Alabama and Kentucky. Alabama looking pretty good so far this season. Better than what people expected. Better than how they started as well. So interesting to see what they're doing over in Tuscaloosa. But back to Auburn as they get going at Mississippi State tonight on the baseball diamond. I think they can literally and legit win this series. They have a chance to sweep. If they show up and continue to hit the face off the baseball and their starting rotation continues to pitch like they have been but get all three days of that not just two in the bullpen have to do limited work but do good work when they come in this Auburn team can go to Mississippi State not just win a game not just win the series I think they can sweep do I think they do probably not just because there is still a lot of talent on this Mississippi State team they did win the national championship last year for a reason and so I would I would expect Mississippi State to pick up a win um, in in three games against Auburn. But if you're Auburn, you're looking to win this series. This is a series you should expect to win. This is not normally like playing Mississippi State. I know it's on the road, but let's be honest, it's baseball and it's a Thursday night. I, I'm not sure what the attendance is going to be uh, tonight or over the weekend. Would it be an Easter weekend? I don't know if people are going to go as much as they normally would. I have no idea. So take that factor out of it. Auburn, you've got to expect to win this series at Mississippi State. Show up, hit the ball like you normally do. If your pitchers can show up and do what they've been doing, you have a really good chance. Try to sweep. I think it's possible for Auburn baseball at Mississippi State starting tonight, 7 o'clock on SEC Network. Hour number one officially in the books. We'll be back for hour number two. You're listening to On the Line. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067 in Auburn and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. Online on Fox Sports 983.com and ESPNAU.com. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Thursday edition of the show. Hour number one officially in the books. Hour number two officially underway right here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Hope you're all doing well. Bless you, Trevor. Hope you're all doing well out in the Auburn Opelika area across the state of Alabama and everywhere else. Hope you're all doing well, staying safe, and again, just doing well. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Beautiful Auburn afternoon, sunny, a little bit of a breeze. It looks so nice out there, but we're in here, our nice little air-conditioned studio. Uh, Got some college gymnastics going on. Looks like it just got done. Uh, We have ESPN on here in the studio, but 
Hour number one in the books. Hour number two officially underway. If you missed any of hour number one, just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. It'll be uploaded immediately following the show today. Just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. Phone lines are open for all of hour number two. Give us a call about anything going on in the sporting world. What's on your mind? If you have a question, anything, I want to hear from you. I want you to get involved with the show Phone lines are open, 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Let's start hour number two like we always do with Making Headlines. Making Headlines. So Making Headlines today, we started out hour number one talking about it, and I'm going to start out hour number two talking about it as well because it is important and it's it's football news it's college football news and like I said back in the first hour anytime we have the excuse to talk about college football in April we're gonna do it and so ESPN released their college football FPI rankings today and what it is is the football power index they use a bunch of numbers and statistics and projections and all of these just a bunch of stuff that they put in simulations uh and they take the projections of a team and then they compare it to what they actually do obviously no football has been played yet so they can't use that part of it but they use what the projections are they do like twenty thousand simulations they do a bunch of stuff and they put it together into a big formula it pops out a number it spits out a number and that is how they use the number and that's how they rank the teams in this football power index ranking system and so that came out this morning and when you look down the top 10 Alabama's at one Georgia's at three you know there's a surprise Pitt is in there the Pittsburgh Panthers they're in there in the top 10 but the team that rounds out the top 10 your Auburn Tigers they are the number 10 team in ESPN's FPI rankings as of today I mean I'm gonna be honest I was shocked I was surprised and I was not expecting to see Auburn anywhere even in the top 25 they released all 25 teams and look I didn't expect Auburn to be anywhere near it because every other projection has had Auburn way outside the top 25 some teams have, or some projections have had them close to the top 25 maybe sneaking in at like a 24 or something like that I've seen a lot where Auburn is 40 50 in some people's rankings just because what's this team going to look like who's going to be playing quarterback what type of talent is on this team can Brian Harson survive year two in what is known as Auburn <laughs> you know just the crazy town that this is and so, and that's a fair point, and that's a fair projection to make, and you just don't really know what you're going to get from this Auburn team. And when I saw that, that ESPN had Auburn at 10 in their FPI power rankings, I just, it, it, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. It blew my mind. Uh, what do you guys think? I want to hear from you. Were you shocked? Is Auburn too high, too low, just right? Uh, what were you expecting to see Auburn anything like that I want to hear from you 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502 look I'm not saying that Auburn can't get there and I'm not saying that Auburn can't be good this season because I think they have potential to do so I think they have enough talent to do so 
I think they have the schedule to do so. I'm going to be really honest. I think they have the coach to do so. I have always liked Brian Harson since he was hired. Now, during the, you know, the crazy period there, I didn't really make a big-time comment about whether I supported him or not just because of not knowing what the situation was and not knowing what was going to come out of it. But I did say if he was going to come out of it, then I support him. If he didn't do anything wrong, he deserves his shot. And I think he's going to get it, finally. I think he is finally getting his shot. It seems like Auburn and the, the, the school and the administration has maybe backed off a little bit and he has decided and his they maybe decided he can now do his job and I think he also figured out okay I probably have to recruit a little bit better I can't use two and three stars here and expect to do well like I did at Boise State I think he's realized that and look at some of the guys that have been recruiting and been committing to Auburn and look at some of the guys that are coming to at least visit Auburn and then Brian Harson also realized I got to get some good coaches in here and I think he did I think this coaching staff is legit uh I mean we don't really know what they're going to do how this team is going to look how they are going to coach in game time decisions but when you look at it and you look at how how they are wired and how they coach the game of football they're all extremely similar they all are x's and o's they all are very similar to Brian Harson, and I think that's important. And so when you add all of that together, and if Auburn can decide to put the right guy under center at the quarterback position, which I think they will, and if you look at the talent that's on this team, and you look at the development factor that these coaches can put with these guys and develop some of them to make them even better, is Auburn going to make the playoff? No. Is Auburn going to go 5-7? and seven? No. I don't see it. I see Auburn, yes, it it may be a struggle to get above 500, but I think this team can do it. I know it's early. It's April 14th. We are however many months away from college football, May, June, July, August, September. You're four and a half months away from the start of the college football season. But I like what I'm seeing, and I like what I'm hearing from practice, from the media, Um, from sources I like what I'm hearing and seeing so far from this Auburn team from practices and of course spring practice is now over for Auburn most of the other schools wrapping up this weekend like Alabama they have their spring game on Saturday but Auburn's spring practice is done summer you can have summer workouts and then they'll come back for the fall and have about a month of practice before uh, before the season gets underway But it just feels like it's a little bit better of a situation than what we were in three months ago. Back in February, I guess that's two months ago, but back in February, I mean, it was was ugly around this football program. It was down and out. It was bad, ugly looking. It was drama. It was a laughing stock across all of college football. We just didn't know. We didn't, Auburn did not know if they were going to have a head coach. They didn't know who was going to be on this roster. I mean, there was just so many things in question, but now that all of that is in the past, and all I see and hear are good things, and that's good. That's a good thing, Auburn people, Auburn fans. That's a good thing. That's what we want. We want Auburn to be to be good, and we want people to come and play at Auburn, and we want it to be a good atmosphere to play at Auburn, and so 
Auburn is 10th in these FPI projections and rankings. That's obviously too high in my book. I think Auburn can end the season in a top 25 scenario. Just looking at the schedule before the show and during some breaks, me and Trevor were breaking it down, my show producer. We were talking about it, and and we will do this throughout the summer, uh, rest of spring and and throughout the rest of the summer too with a lot of teams. Uh, But Auburn, just looking at it right now, I like eight and four. I like eight and four. That's my first initial just run through the schedule and just make a, a split decision just like that on who I think is on who I think Auburn can beat and not beat. I like eight and four. Um, that may change as the spring and summer go on and as we get into fall ball. That may change, good or bad. But I don't see this team just crashing and burning and going five and seven. They very well could. They very well could. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Brian Harson will get this team to be good enough and I think they can end the year in the top 25 with a bowl game. That's my early projection. Uh, but when I was scrolling through that that article in the top 10 rankings of the FPI from ESPN and I saw Auburn at 10, uh, I mean, I almost like fell out of my seat or something. It was like, holy smokes, did not expect to see Auburn. But they are. They're 10 in the ESPN FPI top 10 rankings. So make sure you go and check that out. Uh, there's some surprise teams in the top 25 as a whole. The NBA, the NBA play-in games continued last night. Uh, in the East, the Atlanta Hawks defeated the Charlotte Hornets. They move on to play in the in the last game. You have one more play-in game. It was the 9 and 10 seeded games last night. The Atlanta Hawks defeated the Charlotte Hornets in a blowout, 132 to 103. Charlotte is out. They are going home. And then in the West, the New Orleans Pelicans defeated the San Antonio Spurs 113 to 103 in the 9-10 game as well. So they move on. The Hawks will now play the Cleveland Cavaliers Friday night. Both games are on Friday night, 6:30 on ESPN. That's tomorrow. So 6:30 ESPN, the Atlanta Hawks travel to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The winner of that will take the 8 seed in the playoffs. The loser is out. They go home. And in the West, the Pelicans will travel to L.A. and take on the Clippers 9 o'clock on TNT. That is tomorrow. Both games tomorrow. The winner of that game will go on and be the 8th seed in the Western Conference. Last night's games weren't that great. I didn't think they were going to be. Atlanta blew out Charlotte. And then the Pelicans and the Spurs. Yeah, they scored a lot, but it was ugly. Those two teams in the West, the Pelicans and the Spurs, I talked about it. They're I mean, they're at least 10 games under 500. I don't think that deserves a playoff spot. But, I mean, if you go to L.A., if, if you're New Orleans and you go to L.A. and you beat the Clippers, sure, good for you. Go to the, you know, go and be in the eighth seed in the playoffs. And then the Atlanta and Cleveland game, I think that's going to be fantastic. I think either one of those teams, whoever wins that game, I think they deserve to be the eighth seed in the playoffs. The Hawks are 43-39. and 39, The Cavs are 44-38. and 38, So they're five and six games above 500. So... I mean, they deserve to be in there if they win two games to get into the play-in. That's fine. They deserve that. So in the East, whoever wins the Hawks and Cavs series goes as the eight seed. They will play Miami, the one seed, in the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. The Pelicans and the Clippers, whoever wins that game, that, that poor soul, will have to go and play as the eight seed. They will play the top-seeded Phoenix Suns in round one. If it's, if it's New Orleans, Phoenix will win that series in a sweep. 
I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. They will win that series in a sweep. My final take yesterday was we would not see a sweep in the entire NBA playoffs. That will change if New Orleans wins tomorrow night. I don't think the Pelicans are going to beat the Clippers. And so I think the Clippers will pick up a game uh, against Phoenix. But they got to beat New Orleans first uh, in the last playing game in the West. If it's the Hawks or the Cavs against Miami, I definitely think they could pick up at least one win against the Heat. So that's interesting. But those two games were last night again. Atlanta, the Hawks beating the Charlotte Hornets 132-103 to 103 to move on and play Cleveland. And then the New Orleans Pelicans beat the Spurs 113-103. to 103. They move on to play the LA Clippers. Winners of those two games will move on and be the eighth seed in the NBA playoffs. Auburn Gymnastics is in Fort Worth, Texas in the Elite Eight of College Gymnastics. It's broken up into two segments, four teams in the Session 1, four teams in Session 2. Session 1 just wrapped up, and I'll see if I can find the final scores of that to see who is moving on. But Auburn is in Session 2 tonight. They are competing against um, Florida, Missouri, and Michigan. That is who Auburn is competing against in session two tonight five o'clock on espn two uh so make sure uh, if you're interested tune into that because auburn has a chance they're in the elite eight they have a chance to go and win the national championship and they're gonna have to i mean they're gonna have to really really just perform their absolute best there's some really good teams there uh this weekend but The top two teams from each session move on to the final four on Saturday afternoon, which is at noon on ABC on Saturday. So that is, um, that's big time. Auburn Gymnastics has a legit chance to go and compete for a national championship. Their session is tonight. Uh, Again, I think it's 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock, something like that. I forget which one it was. Um, but they are on on TV tonight trying to compete for a national championship. One more uh, making headline before we head to the break. One week into the Major League Baseball season, and power rankings are out for week one. I know we're just a week in, but I think one week can really – you can kind of see some separation already. Of course, there's so many games that anybody can make a comeback, even with a bad start to the season. I understand that, but I think you're going to see some separation over the next couple of weeks. The top half of the league is going to be really, really good, but I think maybe the bottom third of the league is going to be pretty poor. Um, but you look at the power rankings so far as we are one week in. Of course, a week ago today was opening day. The Los Angeles Dodgers are the number one team in the power rankings. They are three and two, but they remain at number one. Houston Astros, number two. The Toronto Blue Jays coming off a fantastic game last night. They are number three. The Chicago White Sox at four and one. They sit at number four. The Tampa Bay Rays at four and two. They are number five. Your Atlanta Braves who have a losing record, by the way. They are 3-4. and four. They are 6th in the power rankings. They started the season at 3. They are now down to 6, which is still pretty good. You're 3-4. and four. Um, You know, they're 3-4 and four this season. They've picked up some wins. They started the season with the, or with the Reds celebrating their World Series win. They've had a week to do so, but now it's time to lock in, get focused, and let's start playing some baseball. Braves are 3-4, and four, long season ahead, but they are number 6 in your power rankings. 7 is the New York Yankees, 8 the New York Mets, 9 the San Diego Padres, and 10 the Philadelphia Phillies. That wraps up your top 10 power rankings in 
the Major League Baseball season. I'm excited. It's been good so far. I have not watched much of it. Uh, I've kept up with a lot of it. I've watched a couple of games so far. And I think, again, I think the good teams are going to be really, really good. The bad teams are going to be really, really bad. There's going to be a few teams in between. uh, But the top half of the league, I believe it will separate itself uh, very, very quickly in this Major League Baseball season. That's making headlines. Phone lines are open, 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Anything on your mind in the sports world, I want to hear from you. Give us a call. Get involved. I want to hear from you, 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Let's take our first break of hour number two. You're listening to On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Thursday edition of the show. Just about three more minutes before we head to the bottom of the hour break. Uh, We've talked about, started hour number two with making headlines. Auburn football in at number 10 at the ESPN FPI rankings. Uh, The NBA play-in games last night. Auburn gymnastics competing in the Elite Eight tonight. Uh, If they win, they will go on to the Final Four on Saturday. MLB power rankings are out. And I want to stick with baseball just for a minute because even though we're a week in already, when you look at at the standings, I know we're literally – I mean, we're no more than seven games in so far right now. But when you look at the teams that have already separated themselves, whether that's good or bad – You know, take the American League, for example. You look at the American League East, look how competitive it is already. Toronto, four and two, Tampa Bay, four and three, Boston and New York, three and three, and then Baltimore at one and five. I talked about it the other day, how that will be one of the most competitive leagues. Top to almost bottom is the is the wording I used because Baltimore will not be anywhere near the top uh, in competing for that division. But everybody else, I think it's gonna be close, complete all the way down the stretch. Uh, and you look at you know Houston, they've separated themselves a little bit. And then in the National League, I think the National League West will be competitive as well. And look at it already. You've got Colorado four and one, San Francisco four and two, the Dodgers three and two, and the San Diego Padres at four and three. I think that's going to be competitive. Just like the American League East, I think the NL West will be competitive for the top four. The last team, the Arizona Diamondbacks, I mean, probably not. They're already two and four. But the other four teams, I think, are going to be big time in that league. And then you look at your Atlanta Braves. I know a lot of Braves fans out there. I say your Atlanta Braves just because most people in this Auburn-Opelika area are Braves fans unless you've grown up cheering for a different team. So, Trevor, you're wearing a, a White Sox hat over there, so I know you're uh, – are you a White Sox fan? No? no? Well, why are you wearing it, man? He just likes the hat. Well, fair enough. Are you a, are you a Pirates fan? Will be. Will be. Okay. Well, I know you're moving to Pittsburgh after you graduate, so you may as well just adopt that. Pittsburgh 2-3 and three right now, so take that as you will. But the Atlanta Braves, 3-4 and four so far this season. 
when you look at it, I mean, they've only played two series, right? They opened up with Cincinnati. They split two and two, and then they just went one and two at home against Washington. So they opened up the season with, what is that, seven straight games, and they went three and four. So not the greatest start, but not horrible. They travel out west. They have tough uh, two back-to-back tough series at San Diego and at the Dodgers. Then they come home for Miami, Chicago, the Cubs, and then they travel to Texas. That wraps up the month of April. Look, I've said it once and I'll say it again. If you're an Atlanta Braves player, coach, fan, organization member, whatever, celebrate your World Series victory last year because nobody can take that away from you. It was historic. It was awesome. We loved to watch it and they should relish in that forever. But this season, you've had a week to do so. You celebrated with your fans at home. It's now time to lock in and play some baseball. Celebrate your series win, your World Series championship. Get you got your ring, you got your banner, you celebrated at home. Everything was fine and dandy. But now, I mean, you're a week into the season, you're 3 and 4. I know it's early. I know it's early. But now it's time. It's time to lock in, get focused, and let's try to go back and win another World Series. If you're a Braves fan or a player, that's got to be the mindset. I guess it's more of a player and coach mindset, but that's got to be the mindset. Get in there, get it done. And, um, I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to get in there and try to win this thing. You can't celebrate forever. So the Braves trying to get back and win another World Series championship. Uh, Let's take a break here on on the line the heart stinger should have played but it didn't trevor hit that for me real quick there you go yep we'll take a break we'll come back and uh 30 more minutes left in hour number two you're listening to on the line Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Thursday edition of the show. 30 more minutes left in hour number two of the Thursday edition of On the Line. Phone line still open, 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. I want to hear from you. I want you to get involved If you have anything on your mind in the sports world, I want to hear from you again. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. 30 more minutes left in the Thursday edition of On the Line. And I want to talk about Auburn athletics as a whole. We've talked about Auburn football, equestrian, and gymnastics today of course equestrian and gymnastics trying to go and and win a national championship for their respective sport but my question is what is the state of Auburn athletics as a whole right now where do you see Auburn athletics from top to bottom every sport where do you see it right now do you think it's I mean I mean Trevor said in the in the in the break it's probably the best it's ever been what in your lifetime maybe and that's definitely up there when you look at all of the sports plus the potential of some of the sports that are on the lower end right now but have good coaches at the at the helm I think that is important as well 
When you look at the teams that are ranked across Auburn athletics, you know, basketball obviously was a two seed in the tournament. Uh, You have gymnastics that's ranked and competing for a national championship. You have equestrian who's ranked and competing for a national championship. You have baseball and softball teams that are both ranked. You've got, um, oh, we talked about a different one. Golf is ranked. So Auburn has, has sports not just football, obviously, because that's not even one of the ones that we're talking about because who knows what that's going to end up like. I think it has potential. Again, I think it has potential to to be good and be ranked and be a top-tier program in college football. But, you know, again, men's basketball is right there. And when you look at the good sports that are doing well right now, there's a lot of them in Auburn. There's a lot of good sports going on. And then when you look at the ones that are – not doing so hot right now I think there's a lot of potential soccer was another one that was ranked women's soccer they were they were ranked and uh are always competitive in in the SEC and on the college and on the national stage and so when you look at the sports that are not doing so hot right now when you put it that way women's volleyball women's basketball are the two that really come to mind look at who their head coach is and I think they have a lot of potential. Brent Crouch for Auburn Volleyball, what a great guy. I, I have, have had many, many conversations with him. He is building this program from the absolute ground up. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was in the hole when he took it over. He, he has brought in big-time transfers. The transfer portal has been their best friend. We've talked about that yesterday, the transfer portal and college athletics as a whole. Volleyball, you wouldn't believe it, but it is. It's one of the most intense sports when it comes to the transfer portal. I interviewed him about that one, at one point, and he said, if a player enters the transfer portal in college volleyball, you have to offer them that day. You have to reach out to them and offer them that day because if you don't, they'll be snagged up. Somebody will take them and give them a good enough offer, and they'll be gone. Players don't last very long in the transfer portal for volleyball. But when you talk about the, the Auburn volleyball program, I truly believe it's on the rise. I think it's going to continue to get better with Brent Crouch at the helm. I'm excited to see what he does with the volleyball program. Then you look at the women's basketball program, which has been obviously not performing to what Auburn wants it to be. But now with Coach Jay, Coach Johnny Harris, Auburn picked up three ranked wins this year. Yes, they still had a lot of losses in the SEC, but they beat three ranked teams on their schedule this season that's not something this Auburn women's basketball program was doing four or five years ago even two years ago that's not what they were doing and I think she is a fantastic head coach for Auburn women's basketball so Auburn sports as a whole in my lifetime I'm 22 years old when you look at Auburn sports as a whole top to bottom every sport it's some of the best we've seen and football's not even in that mix. I wouldn't include football in there yet. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything to put themselves in that narrative as some of the best Auburn sports right now when you have a basketball team that just a men's basketball team that just came off being a two seed in the NCAA tournament. You have two teams competing for a national championship in the same week with equestrian and gymnastics. I mean, there's just a lot going on at Auburn right now. I know the tennis team is doing really well, too. I don't know if they're ranked or what their exact ranking would be, but I know they're doing well. Uh, I see their final scores quite a bit on social media. So I want to ask you guys, 
Call in. What is your opinion of of the the entire Auburn Athletics programs all together right now, the state of Auburn Athletics. Where do you see it? How do you see it right now? Do you see it getting better, getting worse? What would you like to see improve? Uh, is there a team or a, a program that you would like to see get better? Is there a team or a program that you have been impressed by or a coach you've been impressed by so far Uh, i want to hear from you guys 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502 you could call in about that or anything else on your mind in the sports world and i go back to coaches that have impressed me so far karen hoppa the head soccer coach she has been there for over 20 years I think she is now the longest tenured coach at Auburn uh, for college for Auburn sports she I mean she's just she's an awesome an awesome person an awesome coach she is so so cool and so good at what she does with this Auburn soccer team being as consistent as they are she has done a fantastic job um, you look obviously Bruce Pearl with the men's basketball program and what he has done building that program from bringing them out of the hole um, you know what is Brian Harson going to do with football that's a legitimate question there's a lot of coaches that are doing Butch Thompson with baseball he's done a fantastic job uh, softball we're still I mean we're seeing it right now so far in this year uh, they in the past couple of years they have not been great they have struggled but look at this year they're a ranked team I think they're like 16 or something in the rankings right now and I mean just exceeding expectations over on the softball side baseball again Butch Thompson doing what he's doing Auburn baseball is above and beyond what people thought they were going to be this year they just beat Vanderbilt in a three-game series two to one they have Mississippi State this weekend trying to go to Starkville and get another SEC victory so Again, Auburn sports as a whole, I'm telling you, they are, they're really, really good. They're really impressive. It's a great time to be an Auburn Tiger. It's a great time to be an Auburn fan. And there's one thing about Auburn, and it, it is different, right? It's different than any any other school, and nobody gets it unless you're here. And that's okay. You, I mean, it's just how it is. You know, Pat Dye said it best. Auburn fans are Auburn. You know, Auburn fans love Auburn, right? That's how it goes. And I think that's true. You see the support at all of the Auburn sporting events. No matter which one you go to, there's so much support, whether you're at the at the event, at the game, whatever, on social media, you know, anything like that, donations, all of those things, uh, they all add up and they all come together as the Auburn family. And, it, and it's truly awesome to see. So Auburn sports, again, I, I really just do, I think they are, in a great spot right now with Alan Green as the athletic director. Um, Of course, rumors always float around of him trying to go somewhere, but as far as I know and what I see, he loves Auburn. He does everything he can do for Auburn. I haven't heard anything like that in a long time, so I like the guy. I think he's doing a good job, and I think he handled the Brian Harson situation pretty well and it seems like he's behind Brian Harson, and I think that's a big time move uh, for the athletic director because I mean let's be honest if he wanted him gone he may have had the power to do so and being able to get through that entire situation I think he's done a fantastic job so Auburn sports in general I think they're doing a really really good job Uh, again Auburn baseball I do want to talk about that a little bit more Auburn baseball coming off of the three of the 2-1 2-1 series victory at or at against Vanderbilt. They were at home last week against Vanderbilt. They get the midweek win against Sanford at home. That was on Tuesday night by a score of 4-1. to one. Um, 
And so now they travel to Mississippi State. They will take on the Bulldogs tonight, tomorrow, and Friday. Game one tonight in Starkville. Taking on a Mississippi State team that is reeling. They are, I mean, they're desperate for some wins. Not just a series win, but just a game win, man. They're coming off a, a sweep last weekend. Auburn comes in 23-10. and 7-5 overall in the conference. And let's see, they have... They started out the SEC play with a 1-2 series loss to Ole Miss, but after that, a 2-1 victory against Texas A&M, a 2-1 victory against LSU, and a 2-1 victory against Vanderbilt in the series. They're going for their fourth straight SEC series win, this Auburn team is. And that's huge. I mean, that's not something before the season we would have expected at all from this Auburn team. I mean, when Noah was still on the show, we talked about Auburn, and there's still a lot of season left, don't get me wrong, but we talked about if Auburn could be a few games below 500 in the SEC, they would still have a chance to make the NCAA tournament, make the postseason play, and right now they're 7-5, and five, which that's still on the border. You're still only two games above 500, but if you go and you take two out of three from Mississippi State, you come home. You have a really good chance to take two out of three or a sweep against South Carolina next weekend at home against the Gamecocks. These next two series are really, really, really important for Auburn baseball against a a struggling Mississippi State team and a below-average South Carolina team. Then that's when it starts, right? That's when you hit the gauntlet of SEC play. You have to go to Tennessee, the, the best team in all of college baseball. That's where you just try to pick up a win. And then you come home and you take on Arkansas, who's been consistently ranked in the top five all season long. That's where you have to really settle in, try to pick up a win or two when you can. You don't expect to win those series, but you can. Um, You look to get a win or two in those six games. When you're going to drop some in there, there's just no doubt. You come home for Alabama, and then you end the season at Kentucky, who has struggled this season as well. Auburn's at a really, really good spot baseball wise they are they're in a great spot this weekend is very important pick up two of three or the sweep at Mississippi State a series loss this weekend is not acceptable I think just because I think Auburn's the better baseball team I think they're playing better I think they are better they hit the ball better if they can keep their pitching and even improve it at times they have a really good chance to beat Mississippi State this weekend and then for Auburn after that you have You have two midweek games, Tuesday and Wednesday. One of them was postponed um, from March. So you have Alabama State on Tuesday and Kennesaw State on Wednesday. And then you start up the series against South Carolina on Friday. So a busy week next week for Auburn baseball. But again, winnable, winnable games for the Tigers. And you have to win those, especially in the SEC where it's so difficult. So let's take our final break of the show. When we come back, we're going to wrap up hour number two and the Thursday edition of On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Thursday edition of the show. Just about five more minutes or so before we get out of here. But stay tuned right here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. 
It'll be the drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Pack from 4 to 6 right here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama. So make sure you stay tuned for that. They'll have everything going on in the sports world, Auburn football takes, and everything else going on. So make sure you stay tuned. Also, at 5.30, I did want to announce this, at 5.30, the drive will have John Samuel Shanker, Auburn's tight end, their starting tight end. He will be on at 5.30 today on the drive uh, to talk about the spring game, talk about spring practice and everything going on with Auburn football. So he will be on at 5.30 here on the drive on or on the drive here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Should be a great interview uh, with John Samuel Shanker, the starting tight end for Auburn football. And then tomorrow on the drive, they have Sonny DeShera, the Auburn baseball superstar. He will be on tomorrow on the drive as well. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, The goal for our show tomorrow, I believe Christian Clemente will be coming in uh, to the studio. Not sure if he's here for an hour or both hours. I will uh, have that confirmation tomorrow. But he'll be in the studio tomorrow to talk about uh, what the status is coming out of spring practice for Auburn football talk about some of the commitments that Auburn has gotten what Auburn is looking like for some other commitments now that those have gone down so Christian Clemente will be in the house tomorrow breaking down everything going on with Auburn football especially on the recruiting trail he always gives us great insight here on the show so excited to have him back uh, yet again this week so that will be tomorrow right here on on the line if you missed any of today's show just search on the line wherever you get your podcast it'll be uploaded immediately following following today's show so again just search on the line wherever you get your podcast phone lines are still open for the next couple of minutes before we get out of here 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502 anything on your mind last minute before we get out of here I want to hear from you again 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502 Final take-wise today, um, you know, I, I was thinking about this during the break and kind of before the show as well. I, I've already kind of talked about it, but as Auburn baseball gets underway at Mississippi State this weekend, my final take is this. you got to win this series. you got to win this series if you're Auburn baseball. And I say that because this Mississippi State team is struggling. They're coming off of getting swept at home, and they're not what they used to be. They're not what they were last year coming off of a national championship. This is a team that Auburn can beat. Auburn is playing good baseball right now. I think they can win the series. They need to win this series, and they need to win the next series against South Carolina. Here's my, here's my prediction. Over the next six SEC games for Auburn, here's the final take. Over the next six SEC games, three against Mississippi State and three against South Carolina, you need to go four and two. I want to see five and one. I think this team can do it. I know baseball is baseball, and you lose some games here and there, but Auburn is good enough to do that. Four and two is the minimum against the next six games, against the next two SEC opponents, Mississippi State and South Carolina. Go four and two, win those series, and then just survive against Tennessee and Arkansas. If you can do that, you're in a great spot. For Auburn, you end up, you end the season with Alabama at your place and Kentucky on the road. Auburn baseball is in a fantastic spot to make the postseason. They continue to hit lights out. 
They hit home runs. They have timely hitting. They get on base. They can score runs. That's not the issue. Pitching is, of course, what holds Auburn back at times. But when they get good starting pitching on all three days, they have a legitimate chance to win all three games. They have a great chance to win all three games. And so Auburn, if they can get the pitching down, if they can stop having that one game, a series, where it just blows up and they give up 15 to 20 runs against a team and just let them have a field day, if they can get rid of that game and start competing in all three and even get a sweep or two to end this season and take some momentum into the postseason, because I do think Auburn's going to make the postseason, if they can do that, they're in fantastic shape, man. That's my final take. I know we still have a couple of minutes, but final take is that. Auburn, over the next six games against SEC opponents, you definitely got to win the midweek games. But over the next six six games against SEC opponents, four and two is the absolute bare minimum, if you ask me. I think that's the bare minimum. I would love to see five and one. You go two and one against Mississippi State and you sweep South Carolina at home. That'd be big time. And we could talk about Auburn softball too just a little bit before we get out of here. 30 and nine overall, seven and eight in the conference is Auburn softball. Uh, cooled off just a little bit from their fantastic start. Of course, they got swept on the road at Arkansas last weekend. They now have a pretty big break. Uh, from SEC play last night they beat Mercer 10 to 0 in six innings so it was a quick run rule for Auburn softball they have a doubleheader on Friday against Niagara and then a game on Saturday against them as well Jacksonville State next week Chattanooga next week and then they will go to Mississippi State the softball team will to Starkville and take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs so They now have a losing record in the SEC, but can get it back with series against Mississippi State, Georgia, and Tennessee. Winnable series again for Auburn softball. They've been through a little bit of a slump. Go in those series, though. Get your mojo back. Hit, Do what you do best. Hit the baseball. And uh, when we've talked to Britt Bowen and Jacob Hillman on this show, it's been the errors for that softball team. So if they can get those fixed as well, continue to hit hit the face off the softball, They're going to be just fine. I think they have a legitimate chance to make the postseason as well for Auburn softball. Wouldn't that be awesome to see Auburn baseball and softball in the postseason? I think we can do it. And that just goes to show Auburn athletics, it's on the rise. That's it for the Thursday edition of On the Line. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.